The breaking news this morning, a final unredacted report. It's right here from the Fulton County Special Grand Jury has just been released. Jurors listing a total of 39 people they said should face charges for efforts to overturn the election results. That's 20 plus additional people than what the district attorney eventually sought charges against. Among those in this full report, South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham and two former senators from Georgia, Dave Perdue and Kelly Loeffler. The special grand jury recommended that they face charges. The district attorney did not end up charging them. There, these are the 19 people that the district attorney has charged and is alleged has taken part in a, in a criminal enterprise led by Donald Trump to overturn the 2020 election. These are the mugshots. These are the 19 charged. What is the difference between this report and what we are dealing with, what we are looking at with these with the eventual indictment? CNN's Evan Perez, Paula Reed, they're standing by with details on this. Paula, let me start with you. What are your major takeaways from this? Well, Kate, I want to think about these in two groups in terms of the people who were not charged. Let's first start with the lawmakers, Senator Lindsey Graham and former Georgia Senators Kelly Loeffler and David Perdue. Now, these are probably going to create the biggest headlines here, particularly Senator Lindsey Graham because he's a sitting senator. But when you look at the vote count, sort of how the members of the special grand jury came back. It was clear they were divided on whether these individuals should be charged. There was a re recommendation, but it was not unanimous and it wasn't just one person voting no. So it's pretty clear why the district attorney would not proceed with charges because this is the most friendly environment possible for her case, right? You don't have lawyers in the room with witnesses. You don't have a defense presentation. There isn't a high bar. You can indict a ham sandwich is of course the famous saying, this is not beyond a reasonable doubt. So if you have problems with a case in before a special grand jury, you're gonna have big problems in a real courtroom. It's pretty clear why she wouldn't proceed against these three individuals. But when it comes to the other group that we're all talking about, which is a group of Trump advisors, Cleta Mitchell, Mike Flynn, and Borsch Epstein. Both Flynn and Epstein tend to advise Trump at the national level after the election, where Cleta Mitchell was actually on the ground in Georgia. But here, these recommendations, the math, the votes from the special grand jury mirror those are people who are actually charged, like Rudy Giuliani or former President Trump. So that's going to actually probably raise a lot of questions about exactly why they were not charged. But Kate, I think another big question that's going to be out there uh, is whether we should have access to all of this. Of course, CNN was one of the media outlets that pushed to have this historic document unsealed. But usually grand jury proceedings are done in secret to protect witnesses to give them the freedom and the sense of security to speak freely and also to protect people who are not ultimately charged because now uh, we have all these names out there. We have the math for how they voted in terms of recommending them to be charged, but they don't actually have a mechanism or a process to, to clear their name besides the fact that they weren't charged. So far in the state of Georgia, what we've seen uh, is consistently they have erred far on the side of transparency. We have cameras in the courtroom, so anyone can watch these proceedings, even the mundane scheduling and logistics proceedings. We also saw, though, the members of this special grand jury, their names were published with this indictment, and many of them have been doxxed online and faced threats. And now we get access, again, to this historic document. It's something CNN and other outlets pushed for, but there is a balance when it comes to transparency. I think that's going to be part of the conversation going forward as well. All right, Paul, thank you for that. Evan, let me bring you in on this. What are you picking up about the other officials that are not charged here that we're learning about? 
Well, right. There are 21 names that are listed on this list of 39 names, uh, people who were recommended that they were uh, that they be brought charges against, that ended up not being charged. And of course, the names, some of them, Paula just uh, just pointed out, uh, the names of, the, of officials, right? People in very high-level uh, uh, positions who were very, very much involved in trying to either pressure state officials to try to find this, uh, the alleged fraud that, uh, that Donald Trump and his allies said existed and, and of course, didn't. Uh, and, and, of course, some of them uh, went to extraordinary means. Some of them we saw in public, of course. But Lindsey Graham, obviously, the fact that he is a sitting senator, uh, the one that, that certainly has spoken a lot. You've, you've seen him talk to, to reporters about uh, what he thought was going on. Uh, the idea that the grand jury ended up voting uh, 20 votes to one to, to, to bring charges, and then the, the, the district attorney decided not to bring those charges, obviously is a big question that I think will persist after today. Uh, the other thing uh, that obviously will come from this is, you know, what exactly did turn up in this investigation? Is there something else that might come out in some of the discovery that we might see later on? Again, those are big questions that are going to be going forward in the weeks and months as this case goes forward. Uh, of course, uh, there is, uh, there's also the, you know, David Perdue and Kelly Loeffler, two former senators, both of them lost their seats uh, in the end, partly because of their efforts uh, associating themselves with the former president's uh, cl claims of, 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 uh, of fraud, which turned out not to be. In the case of, of Purdue, he pushed for the governor to actually have, have a special session, something that, of course, from the former president was pushing for, wanted to make sure that the legislature intervened to try to throw the votes, uh, the, the, the election results in that state, and then make way for the, 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 the slate of false electors, which are also named, by the way, Kate, in this, uh, in this document, that the false electors were named by the grand jury. It was a much closer vote. There were only nine votes to, to indict them in the end. Obviously, that didn't happen. But what's interesting, obviously, is you know, the role of these high-level officials that some of which obviously played out in, in, in public view and in the end Fannie Willis decide, decided for whatever reason that she was not going to bring those charges, perhaps uh, because of the additional political implications of it and the difficulty that that would present for her case, Kate. Interesting. Thank, Evan, thank you so much. Paul, thank you as well. I'm going to continue working their sources on this. Sarah? All right. We want to talk about sort of some of the politics of this. I'm going to get straight to CNN. Chief Congressional Correspondent Manu Raju, he was up on Capitol Hill. Uh, Manu, you have talked to Senator Graham about this. I mean, the, the biggest revelation really from this, because really what we have here is, you know, who the grand jury thought should be indicted, who wasn't indicted, and what the law is. We don't have all the details on exactly how they got to that place and all of the evidence that was put before the grand jury in this 25 or 26 page um, report. But you had a conversation with Lindsey Graham about all of this, and he's obviously a sitting senator um, and, and the one that's going to make the most news, frankly, uh, from this. What did he say and what, what was your takeaway, your biggest takeaway from your conversation? Yeah, recall this is right after the 2020 elections. There was uh, 
Brad Raffensperger spoke publicly about this phone call that he had with Lindsey Graham. He believed that Lindsey Graham was essentially pressuring him or wanted to get rid of legally valid ballots and that could, in Raffensperger's view, disenfranchise the voters of Georgia. Now, that is something that Lindsey Graham flatly denied. When I asked him about that allegation, he contended that he was not even talking about the 2020 presidential race. He said he was talking about the mail-in voting system in Georgia and how the signature verification system worked and how that would work headed into a very, very critical Senate races, two Senate races in Georgia. In January 2021, there were the two Senate races, the runoffs there, that ultimately Democrats won and took back control of the majority. Lindsey Graham claimed that that was in focus entirely, and he pushed back on Raffensperger's claims. What I'm very concerned about is that if you're going to continue to vote by mail, that we need to know what systems work and what don't. It's up to the people of Georgia. But I think I have every right in the world to reach out and say, how does it work? And that's what I did. It's really, a, I thought, a pretty good conversation. So I mean, he thinks it's an implicit threat by you know, what you were saying. I, I, I categorically reject that. That wasn't my intent, and that wasn't the purpose of the conversation, to throw out ballots. We're talking about an election we ain't even had yet, which is the Senate races. That was my focus. It's how do you verify signatures? We've got a new Senate race coming up. Is there anything we can do to make it better? So you were concerned about the Senate races more than what was happening? Yeah, that's what the whole thing was about. I mean, they've got a process. You can't change the law retroactively. Mm -hmm. So there's just no way to do that. Whatever system was in place for the presidential election, we're going to live with. The whole conversation was about the Senate races. Now, it's unclear why the special grand jury, a majority of these, the special grand jury recommended charges, whether Graham's testimony was different in any way, whether there was additional evidence about Senator Lindsey Graham's efforts. It voted 13 in the affirmative to try to pursue charges, seven in the negative in the special grand jury. So the, the report does not detail any of that specifically. We do know that Lindsey Graham did ultimately testify before the grand jury in Georgia after he fought a subpoena, did not want to testify, did not think he would believe that. It was, it was appropriate to bring a sitting senator in to testify before this panel. He took it to court. They fought it. He ultimately lost that fight and did cooperate. And then afterwards, I did talk to him about the testimony before the grand jury. He said he cooperated fully, but he refused to provide any details about that testimony. I asked him also, did he expect to be charged? He said flatly he did not expect to be charged. So it's unclear how he's going to respond to this specific recommendation. At the moment, his office has not yet commented about this, but as you can see, there from those comments back in 2020, he claims he did nothing wrong.